fresh perspective on business. Yes, but it's a fresh <laughs> perspective on recruitment today. It is, it is. This is episode 21 and it does have the same title, but we did, but- we did butcher it last time. We can try again though. Okay, ready? Three, yeah. two, one. Don't stand, don't stand. Don't stand so close to me. You Watch go down and I go up, but they might hurt you. Go, don't stand so close to me. Hang on, don't stand so close. <laughs> Harmonising, babe. Yeah, this is part two, and there's going to be a part three. And before this, there was a part one. There you go. You should really go back and listen before you carry on any further to this one. Yes, definitely. So this is all going to be recruitment related again to helping you in this wonderful lockdown situation that we've got ourselves in. But before we do that, I was going to say where we are. Oh, and we're around Emily's kitchen island, but Emily's got a palm tree I on her kitchen palm. island. It's like we're on a desert island. Yes. It is, and it's actually an actual palm tree, not a fake one. I did not know that palm trees grab coconuts. You know, and look at it. Oh, my goodness. I'm so, so glad gorgeous. we're talking about it. I think we're What's gonna... his name? Well, I was just thinking about this. I think we're going to have to call it Nicole. Oh. Because Nicole bought it, me. Oh, Percy. Percy palm tree. Oh, Laura loves alliteration. It's not that she doesn't like Nicole. She really likes Nicole. I love Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> I just don't think she thinks it's got the same ring to it. <laughs> Nicole. <sighs> Close. Close. Not Clows. Is it not? Clowes? No, it's Clows. Clows. Why can't we say a surname? Oh, my goodness, you do not want to hear this right Anyway, now. anyway. Oh, I know what we were going to say. Follow, subscribe. Please follow us, subscribe. However you listen to us, if it's Spotify, SoundCloud or Apple. I actually don't know what the term is on SoundCloud or Apple, but on Spotify, it's follow. Still follow. Do you want to time me this time? On which one are you doing? I'll do, I won't do Spotify because I did Spotify last time. I'm going to do how long it takes to follow us on Apple. Count Three, down. Three, two, one. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh god, I've gone on the seven, wrong thing. Eight. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Okay. Anyway, I've got a fresh cup. I don't even know. What's a fresh cup? I don't know. I mean, we have fresh cups, but oh, it wouldn't took me that long. But I, I started typing "our fresh" on Apple. We actually come up badly when we write that, which is immense. But then it because clicked on a fresh cup. If I hadn't have done that, it would have took me less time. Oh, well, I failed. You failed. <laughs> but it doesn't take long. Laura did it in seven seconds. I failed. We'll try again next week. <laughs> next week, you can try it on SoundCloud, but neither of us know how to work SoundCloud. I've got better on SoundCloud, but that's only because I was trying to remove a picture of me from back when I had a pixie crop hairstyle and I've got this crop top on and this little skirt in Marbella and that must be when I had SoundCloud when I used to listen to stuff on it and then it will not remove that picture. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. You need to show it to me after this podcast. I know, my goodness. After the podcast. Good. So what have we been up to? This week we had to go into lockdown. Again, we're a week in now of lockdown, aren't we? Which is really fun. We love not going to the gym and not being able to go to yoga and not being able to go out. We just love it so much. It's so much. not fair. I mean, it's like, don't, it's, what was it? In tier three, it was definitely work from home if you can, but if it's going to affect mental health in a negative way, then don't. Is that still the term? No, I don't know. That's what we're doing. 
No, we're not. We have because it will affect mental health, though, won't it? Well, what's been good is we talked to the team, like, right, what we're going to do in this lockdown. I can't work from home because Pete's off. Pete works there as well. So I go into the office sometimes. And then the other girl's like, well, I can't work from home. My Wi-Fi doesn't work. And I can't work from home because my fella's working from home. So that's can't work from home. He said can't loads. Exactly. So I think... but But they made that decision. And so... And I think that's important that... A lot of our girls are well. Most of them are really, re- like, really need that social interaction. I wouldn't say Jane does as much, but she's also got stay at home. But Jane's not as I don't know. It's, do you know what I mean? Like, whereas Ronnie really needs that social interaction, those hugs and that kind of thing. And so for her to be at home, it's it would be hard than for someone like Jane if everyone deals with it differently. But everyone has said the same thing. So we socially distanced the office, or we didn't not socially distance it, and we're still we're, we're standing strong, aren't we? And I think. I think I don't think we're doing the right thing. Do you not? No, I think we are. <laughs> I think we've we've all been always been socially distanced, but we've moved everything away from each other further, and we've had a good clean and reorganise everything. And we had a really good conversation with the team, and they all said that it would affect the mental health. Mm. And so, as responsible employers, we aren't going to put them in a position that will we know will negatively affect their mental health because yeah. that's not the kind of people we are. And so we've we've come up with a workaround, our very own fresh solution. Oh, that is amazing, amazing. And also we've been going, I briefly mentioned that we've gone back to basics in part one of Don't Stand So Close To Me. But we really have so recently, because we're looking to recruit ourselves, we're practising what we preach and we are recruiting in lockdown, hashtag two. But we've actually really sort of looked at where we are as a business because you probably know yourself if you're a business owner or even if you just work for someone else that you kind of get bogged down in your day-to-day. Sometimes you might miss that certain admin task and then a week's gone by and you've actually missed it every day or you've not updated the time you spent working on a particular client or just something. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, (laughs) that task is massive now. So we've had a big conversation with the team and ourselves we're sort of reviewing our CRM system, aren't we? And making sure that everything's really, really neat and tidy and that everyone knows the importance of organisation, ready for our new recruit, but just peace of mind in general, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, it's almost been quite nice, hasn't it? It's like we're clearing out the cupboards in our head, even though we've all got more work to do. <laughs> I feel like we're all working towards the same goal now, which is quite nice because I really don't like doing admin. Oh, me It's not missing. It's awful. Speaking about admin, all right. I always know one that ends up doing the admin at home. Oh. So, like, the shopping, the online shop, and organising the dog's prescriptions. And, and actually, <gasps> to do with the vets recently. I know what she's going to say, and it's awful. Awful. So, we've changed vets recently, because the other ones, was, we're getting a bit mm, frustrating, <laughs> let's say. So, we decided, we've been threatening it for ages to each other, not to them. We're not threatening them. Not we should move, we should move, but it's just... It's a fact because the pugs have got a very, very long medical history because there's always something wrong with one of them. So we moved uh, vets, but because Pete works shifts, so he's got a lot of time off some weeks, and I don't, <laughs> except for the weekend. And then the vets are not open all day. So he's been going to the vets and sorting it out. And I rang up the vets to make an appointment or to get a repeat prescription, I think, for the first time. It's like, what's the process? And then she said, right, what's your name? I was like, Leyland. What's the pug's name? So I told her. And uh, she's like, oh, I can't find you. I'm like, try Taylor. So she said, oh, yes, we've got Jenny Rose Taylor. I can't believe he's done this to you. Just so you know, she's not, she's not a, a gypsy, <laughs> Jenny Rose, or a canal barge. <laughs> uh, or traveller, <laughs> to be more PC. <laughs> ah! No, I was just thinking, 
like Rosie and Jim and, and those kind of programs. They all have like double barreled names like this. And then um, she was called Rose when we got her, but she, that was too malnourished for the ferocious beast that is Jenny the Pug. So we renamed her Jenny from the block, but for some reason at the vets they hyphenated it. So she's always been called Jenny Rose. That's awful. So yeah, and, and so they're all called Taylor now. They've literally had a name change. I feel like Pete is claiming all the pugs and he's I think he's getting ready to break up with me. I think it sounds like he's running away, he's eloping. <laughs> because I'm like, what I can't believe this. Pete! So what are you playing on? So Alfie Leyland, who I have had in my family as my dog son for, ne- for <laughs> He's nearly- been in our family for generations. Yes, well, 14 years to be precise. <laughs> Pete's been on the scene, what, six and a bit? He's and, not even on the scene. And now, <laughs> now Alfie is no longer Alfie Leyland at the vets. He's Alfie Taylor. Do you know what this makes me think? That if you were to get married, Pete won't be up for the double barrel. Because mm. if I was to get married, it would be something Leyland or Leyland something. There's absolutely no way we're letting a Leyland name die. Whereas Pete is making a stand here without telling you that your children are now called Taylor. And therefore, if you had actual human children, oh, this is what he's going to do. awful because Taylor, Taylor Leyland doesn't go. I don't know. I don't Leyland I Taylor is better. Taylor Leyland. Taylor Leyland. I think it sounds like Taylor Lautner and I think that's fine. I think stick with that. You want to come last? No, I don't, because that's the bit that gets dropped. No, it's not. It's the middle bit that gets dropped. I don't think it is, you know. Is it not? It's the bit that comes after the name that they keep. What? So, like, Alfie Leyland Taylor will be Alfie Leyland. Alfie Leyland Taylor? I don't know. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. We'll we'll, we'll talk about recruitment now, but we will come back to this. We know what you're doing, Pete. And we are watching you. (laughs) Yes. So... We do actually we do a little recap. We talked about the sort of attraction piece, which comes down to writing your job specs, uh, putting them into adverts, bringing CVs and applicants through headhunting and lots of different ways into the sort of recruitment process, and then ensuring that you review those properly and reading between the lines and all that kind of stuff. But before all that, we were talking about the recruitment audit. Yeah, so let's summarise with why we wanted to do this topic. So obviously we talk about all kinds of things, but we don't always talk about recruitment or we have talked about elements of the process. But recently, as we've gone through lockdown one and now in lockdown two, companies are still recruiting and we are urging others to to still recruit. And it's just, we're giving kind of these crash courses across these three episodes of how to recruit but in a lockdown because it is a little bit different to the norm because the market's changing. So like Emily wonderfully summarised, that is what we covered in session one. We didn't cover recruitment audits or recruitment reviews that comes before the, the job description, the advert, the social media, the attraction, because we wanted to kind of talk about those first and link back to the recruitment review, which we're going to talk about right now. Mm. So the recruitment audit is basically just, we would come into your organisation and look at look at it from the inside out. So look at what you do well with regards to recruitment. Look at what you don't do so well. Identify any gaps in your processes or look at implementing a process that is not one that exists. Well, I suppose figure out what how people view recruitment. Is it seen as this massive ball ache or is it seen as something that's exciting? Because that will really, really set the tone of the recruitment that will follow as a result of it. We would do anonymous surveys with the team and find out how they actually feel. Because a lot of the time, I mean, our team do it as well. They'll be like, yeah, everything's fine when it's really, really not. And so, and that's what people tend to do, isn't it? Because it's like stiff upper lip, just keep on going. When really there is, you want to find out what's going on and how people genuinely feel so that you can make it better and not just kind of try and fix it 
when you really need to identify the problems in a, in a better way so that you can recruit more effectively going forward. Yeah, so it's how people feel about recruitment. And that might not just be your employees or your team members, but it could be the line managers or the hiring managers. Mm. It could be like what your... Um, um, what they think about your recruitment process and and what you're recruiting for and how you're recruiting it's good to find out where they're at and what they're doing um, before you actually start doing it and then um also how your employees feel about the business and the values etc before you start bringing more people in yeah because if there's a problem and you're just bringing more people into that problem it's only going to get bigger oh my god absolutely whereas if you know what the problem is and you fix it before or at the same time that you're looking for people to bring in so it's fixed by the time they get there then you're going to keep hold of them and you're not going to have to keep repeating recruitment, which is potentially what's happening to a lot of businesses that we see. They're like, I've not got a problem hiring people, but they just leave after six months. And that could be because you're not fixing the problems that you've got before you hire them. And so they're leaving because of those problems. So do the review first, fix the problem, then hire. And just do it's an anonymous employee surveys. You can easily do it on MailChimp or Google Drive. And we can help you with that if you want, or you, I imagine your VAs, if you've got one, could help with that. Send mm-hmm. and creating questions that you re- what do you really want to know? And the an- anonymity creates a safe space for people to be completely honest about how they feel, are they valued, do they feel important or cared for? What was the induction process like? How was the recruitment process? What were the interviews like? Could anything be different? What are the values? Do they fit the values? Blah blah blah. Blah blah. <laughs> Whatever you want. Really find out what's going on under the hood of your team. Under the hood of your team. <laughs> but I think as well, that if you're an employee and you think, my boss thinks that everything's amazing and that we're really good at recruitment and there's nothing that needs fixing, then that's the probably the really big problem, isn't it? Because they'll just keep trying to bring new people in and then keep annoying them. And we actually have a client a bit like this and he won't mind us saying this at all. But we have interviewed him on here. But we've done a bit of recruitment for him, haven't we? And it hasn't gone as well as it could do at all. And he, he does actually have vacancies at the moment. But we've actually said we're not going to recruit for you. And he won't go and use anyone else. We genuinely know that, don't we? But we're like, we need to come in and do a recruitment audit. We need to interview you. We need to see you at work. See how you... Uh, like what's the word I'm trying to... Deal with your staff. Or just what the... I suppose what the office dynamics are. And uh, because... Until we figure that out, why people are dropping like flies when he's such a good guy and we love him to bits, but there's something going on, isn't there, internal? And there's a few different things that are happening at the moment and whatnot, but he's absolutely all up for this, which is really, really good. And so, you know, even the most grumpy fishes of bosses can still be up for a recruitment audit (laughs) if it's placed in the right way. Oh, he could have been a character in Horrible Bosses before meditation changed his life. <laughs> there you go. You definitely know it. Yeah. But it's true, though, isn't it? Meditation has changed his life, and it's also changed the life of his employees oh, as well. Oh, which is wonderful. But it's, you could say, I've been listening to this podcast uh, to your boss, Mr. Boss or Mrs. Boss Lady, and uh, and these women are talking about the recruitment audit. I've never even heard of it before, but it sounds amazing. We should definitely do it, and it doesn't cost the earth and all that kind of stuff. And then it might bring something to that that person some sort of light bulb moment they're like oh my god yeah do you know what we have been doing an absolute pig's ear of this recruitment <laughs> oh, <laughs> loves to, <laughs> well, we, yeah, had, we need to sort it out we started working with a company um, and we sat we had but they wanted an audit and they wanted us to do some work in terms and of they wanted it now <laughs> they wanted an audit and they wanted it now they wanted it all and um, what is it i want it all i, I want, want it now, now. <laughs> 
what do we hear when we listen to a song? We hear it completely different. One of us is totally deaf. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Anywho, so this company were like, right, let's do an audit, but let's kick off and look at um and look for some people for this position. Which in hindsight we should have we should have held fast and stood our ground yeah. and gone, no, let's do the recruitment audit first <laughs> before we do anything. Because it was a, not a shambles, but it was a bit tricky, this piece of work. And then when we got, because the, re- the review took a lot longer to do than we anticipated because everyone was busy and people didn't complete it when we wanted them to because of workload, which is totally understandable. But when we got the results, we were like, oh my goodness, this. It was so clear, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and next time we recruit for them, which we will be doing because they're really pleased with the work that we've done, it'll be so much slicker and so much more successful. Not that it wasn't in the before, but it'll be so much better because of what we know, but also what they know about their own business oh. and what they know they can change to make it better. It gives me goosebumps, sis, because they were so lovely. They're a family business, and me and Evie actually went up and delivered the results of the recruitment audit, and then we, we set them a task of putting in putting processes together, and it brings us on to, to, to where we're sort of at with them, don't stand so close to me in the recruitment process, is they, they put a process together for interviewing, and they were like, oh, my goodness, we're really excited about doing interviews now. Well, when we met them, they were like, they hate, we hate interviews. But that's because they were just going into them blind, like they almost didn't have an objective. They were boring, weren't they? Yeah. They were just asking questions Nothing. they thought they should ask. Yeah. Because that's what Google told them that's to do. That's what Google... Google isn't always right. Google has a lot to answer for it in really a lot does. of occasions. Yeah, especially called medical problems. And when especially you, called medical problems. And when you Google recruiters are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't do... Well... You can, but no, Google fresh we are. are. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, kind, unique, amazing oh, people. Oh, my God, dog-loving idiots. <laughs> so, where oh, are we? Oh, go, I was just going to say, so, people are pushing on with recruitment now. I just put my pen down before I only take it off. No, I'm again. so sorry, I didn't take it off. It's shaky penny. You won't like it in your ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so some companies are pushing on. And so we're giving up, we gave a bit of information last episode about tweaks to the process given lockdown and the changes in the recruitment marketplace in terms of candidates, etc. So if you're a bit dubious about wh- whether you want to push on an actual look for people, if you're not sure that's what you want to do, utilise this time to do your audit. Yeah. Get your, get your interview processes slick and sorted out. So when you are ready in a, in a month or a few months' time, you've done all the legwork and you're just ready to go. Oh, that is a that is some great advice. Great that. advice. It's right great there. advice, bro. Because once you've laid those foundations and then you can go and start to build your recruitment house. Yes. When you feel better. Because we like we had a me and Evie had a client call this morning. And they were like, we're just a little bit worried because we're in lockdown. We've got loads of recruitment. It's like, okay, that's absolutely fine. We're not going to push you and tell you what we think you should do right now. Because ultimately, you've got to be comfortable with that decision. But what they can do is work on all the stuff that Laura's said. And that's what they're going to do, which is really, really positive. So we can still go and help them and add value. But it's in a slightly different capacity. But we love that because we love variation. We really do. And it's, it's, it's when you want to recruit... Kicking off the recruitment and doing the audits and sorting your processes out is a big job. So it's really good if you've got something that's going to force you to be proactive. Yeah. Because usually everyone's far too busy to be proactive. They're doing the job. They're doing it well. And then like, right, let's recruit. They want to do everything all at once. And they've not got enough time to do everything all at once at that moment. So use this time wisely and mm. see it as an op- not a negative thing that's impacting us all, but an opportunity to do something different so that next time you'll be better. Yeah, absolutely. So interviews, hot topic. Hot, hot off the press. 
So interviews are literally just a meeting of two people. When you think of an interview as that you're, you, the client, are in charge and the candidate is this, just there to basically serve you like you're a king or queen on the throne, then stop interviewing and let someone else do it. It's like a work date. <laughs> it is a work date. It's all, recruitment is dating. If you literally follow the rules of being a successful dater, I don't mean successful in that you found a mate, but you could just be a kind, considerate data who likes to be equal that's exactly how you should approach recruitment now everyone should interview in their own way it's not about going on google and printing off some competency-based questions don't do that don't we hate do that. that just don't competency-based questions are so what century are we in 20th are we still in 20th First. What? 21st century so oh the 20th my God, Question what I think I know. You're like 21st, 21st, 22nd. I know now. Anyway, competency-based questions are shit. Yeah, they are shit. Really, <laughs> really it. shit. Full stop. We had a client once, and they were lovely, and they interviewed some people that we sent them. They high offered, accepted. Two days later, he dropped out, got counter-offered by his current employer. Found some more people, offered, guy accepted. Two days later, dropped out, got another offer elsewhere, and accepted that. Like, what's strange. going on? So I'm like, well, it's not the candidates because we're offering them. Something else is going on. So we looked at their interview questions. Literally just a list of 10 competence-based questions that were so boring. It's just like they've Googled it, printed it off. And this is the issue, that they weren't demonstrating any kind of personality or, cult- or culture with their questions. They weren't inspiring or engaging with the candidates. So they're like, yeah, I'll accept it. It's okay. But if they'd been offered by someone else who'd wowed them in the interview with personality, mm-hmm. some great questions... Great energy, great great vibe and personality. When they offered them, they're like, actually, this is better. 100%. And it might not it be. Might not be yeah. yeah, but it's how you come. You're putting your best self forward. What? I think if you ask yourself why, like Simon Sinek, and then you can't answer, just don't do it. Just stop doing it. Walk off. Just what? Just be like, I can't do this because I don't oh, know why. Emily, what do questions send? Messages. Messages. <laughs> oh, I know that one. <laughs> well done. But it is, it's about, I mean, I was speaking to our lovely friend Nicole who we, uh, we spoke to at the beginning of this and we were talking about interviewing <laughs> and we were saying like, obviously if you went into an interview and as a candidate, if you said, so listen, I'm just wondering what it is that you're looking to get out of this interview today. If a candidate said that to me, I would be blown away. I'd be like, amazing, they've come with an agenda. They want to know what information to provide me so that they can then put their best self forward. But also you should be doing that as the client as well. And if that candidate then said, is it all right if I interject and ask you questions throughout the interview? I'd be like, mint, this person yeah, is ace. If you went to um, a meeting, if you were meeting them and they were a potential customer of yours, I would start the meeting like, right, what are you hoping to get out of this? Day? What do you want from me? Yeah. And they might do the same. We'd set a little agenda at the beginning. Off we go. Both equal. Yeah. We both want information. We can both, because we both know the agenda, what the other one wants, we can tailor the information we give to hit what they want. But why is an interview any It different? shouldn't be. You are assessing whether you are a match for each other. You are interviewing each other. You are questioning each other. Whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. But it needs to be equal. What we hate is when clients sit down for the interview and the first question they ask the candidate is, what do you know about What do you know about us? And it's just like blowing smoke up someone's ass. We never ask people this about Fresh. We obviously give them all the information, send them all the links and stuff and say like, 
you really need to go and do your research and figure out whether we're right for you, whether we are right for you, because we don't want you to come to a face-to-face meeting, waste everyone's time if you don't like dogs or something like oh that. Oh, my God, what, yeah. it's, That would be ridiculous, and you will you will annoy us in that oh, situation. What? You do research to see whether you... It's like you do research for a holiday. I mean, I don't I hate this. I want someone else to do it for me. But you do research for a holiday okay, to see if you want to... <laughs> yeah. Well, you do it to see if you want to go, don't you? See if yeah, you want to go there. look on TripAdvisor to see if other people yeah. are in terrible time thinking maybe we won't go there. So that's why candidates should research. But you, as the client, should be researching them as well. You should be looking on the LinkedIn profile. You should be reading the CV. Go you should be Facebook. looking at the certificates. Yeah, whatever it is that you can get hold of. Because why would you just want to fire loads of shitty questions at them in a meeting and then be, actually, they handled those questions well, let's bring them on. That doesn't mean whether they're suitable for your business for the long term, does it? We have four dogs in our marketing. They're all over the website. They're in the office <laughs> all the time. And we got someone at interview, like, do you like dogs? Like, only if they don't come near me. I know. Like, okay, bye. Um, yeah, I can't believe you've just actually We'll just get rid of all time. the dogs. And yeah. Just so you can work here. And we and then if, if I had a grilled room been like, what do you know about fresh early enough? I would have found out that she hadn't done a research, but because we don't ask that. So again, it's like that double-edged sword, isn't it? I should have asked, but I don't want to intimidate people. It's more like you find out whether you want to work for us as, a, as the first step, because obviously we're the ones employing you, but then ultimately we need to find out about each other. But we do, it is on the job spec, most like dogs. I know, exactly. So she not read anything. She's not done a research. She's not read the job spec. No, maybe she could read. <laughs> but we, instead of like, what do you know about us, we always say, why do you want to come and work for us? Yeah, what is that's it a that, different question. What is it that's yeah. attracted you? What's appealing what have you seen that has made you want to come today and give up your time that you can't get back sorry emily touch the pop fills to go and punch me <laughs> don't stand so close to the pop filter <laughs> you handled me singing the pen of you very well you're like oh, okay i understand now noisy <laughs> laura's like i talk with my hands but laura's like very demon demonstrable demonstrable <laughs> and she like looks like a spider on the desk like it's great and I look at her and I'm like oh what are you doing I'm hesitating you to, to go and work around to my way of thinking <laughs> I'm like is she going to make a noise because it won't sound good on the podcast <laughs> but oh we've been so oh my god it's already 25 minutes what have we talked about lots of things <laughs> Recruiting is dating. This is pretty much just about interviews, though. But before we talk about the actual meeting itself, make sure that you book it in properly. You send proper confirmation with who, what, where, why, (laughs) how. Don't and don't just don't just send them. Get their CV and go. Oh my god, I want to interview that person and send them an email. No, this happened to someone. He he did that to eight people. I put his advert on Indeed that we talked about last time. And then he's like, only two of them turned up. I'm like, why? What did you do? And that's what he did. He ring him. He just said, he didn't ring him. He didn't share his personality. Be a person. It was like a robot going, can you come to an interview at three o'clock on Tuesday? And then lo and behold, no one came. It's why? Ring why do we treat people like this? Ring them up, qualify them over the phone first. If you like them, organize an interview together. Send them confirmation. Give them all the information that you need. Yeah, and then and then organise that face-to-face meeting or something. But you just got to think, how would you want to be treated throughout this period? And if you're treating someone else not not even close to that, then why are you doing it? And you, why do you expect them to want to work for you? Yeah, because I've been in the past when I've been looking for a job, I've, I've, I've done it where I've applied to um, online and I've got an email saying you've been successful through the next round, which is great. Obviously, it's a positive. I'm like, yes, 
But it's so impersonal. Then other places have rang me up saying, thank you so much for applying. Love your CV. Love your CV. Your experience is really relevant. Here's a little bit of information about us. How do you feel about coming into an interview? And it's so much more powerful. So if I went to both those interviews, which one am I already rooting for? So you've got to put yourselves at the front of people's minds by being just a person with personality. A person with personality. Those are great things. (laughs) But you should just do this anyway. Like, and I think it's because recruitment seems like, oh, the people like they don't want to put that effort into it. You think it's got to be so formal. Yeah, and it really doesn't because if you're a formal business, okay, your recruitment process can be formal to some extent, but you still need to be in contact with people. But if you're like fresh and you're a little bit out there, a little bit mad, a little bit crazy, then why would you be formal in your approach to recruitment? Because you are going to attract the wrong people. They will come for a bit and they will F off oh, and you're not going to be happy then even in your interview you blocked out all that time in your calendar you've been really formal they're expecting formality they are formal <laughs> they come in in a dog <laughs> you're, you're there in gym leggings <laughs> people are walking through the interview room all the time because there's no other way of getting out of the office and there's dogs running around and they're like what is going on I've arrived at the seven gates of hell <laughs> <laughs> or heaven depending on which you like yeah so just be um, authentic throughout the process. Who's ringing you? I think it might be our uh, meeting after this, but I don't know. I don't have a number stored. Maybe not. I don't. Who is ringing me? So, I want to know before I answer. So that's interviewing. I think that he said meaty topics. We probably uh, oh, we've covered reviews as well. Reviews and interviews. But we're not going to tell you everything because we are the experts. So for part three. <laughs> I think next week. Yeah, but it's just, there is lo- there is loads and loads. We can't. There's no way we can get our whole everything that we do in recruitment into three podcasts. But hopefully, we've given you the essence. Is that like yeah, that's yeah, it, the essence. Yeah, you've given them a teaser. Ooh, <laughs> like a burlesque. Little malt. nipple tassel here, nipple tassel there. <laughs> I was going malt, but malteser. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me with gutter for a change oh my goodness i'm learning from you oh what i was going to say in line with what the whole theme of this in the tweaks to the process for a pandemic lots of zoom interviews instead of face-to-face going on at the moment but instead of thinking oh zoom interviews we won't get what we need from the candidate because we've not seen them face to face no that's wrong you are wrong (laughs) (laughs) that is in what i'm saying no you get to see people's lives you get to see their background of their house and the kids coming in putting a necklace around their mum's neck Aww. because they're just walking in and they walk off and like how do they interact with the children are people interrupting them is there a dog running around is there a cat on the desk do they live in a hovel do they live in a hovel do they live in a caravan are they in a cave it's, but, it, but it all gives you a picture of what that person's like so much more than you would ever get before yeah it does so really I know that it might be frustrating it might be tricky you might have dropouts because Wi-Fi is not strong but really embrace what we're having to do at the moment I agree and that you're getting a, more of an insight into people's lives than you would ever get from them coming to your Oh, it's so true, that. What a lovely way to end the podcast. Do you remember the guy who was on the BBC and he was broadcasting and his little girl came in and it went viral and it was so yeah, funny. But we're seeing, like, the, you know, the big top heads of companies, CEOs, just yeah. being normal, which I think it's, you know, when, when mum used to tell us, whoever's interviewing, just imagine you can see them on the toilet. And it, but it was that kind of thing, wasn't it? And that's, we are getting people to see people for the human that they are with. And I think that is a really great thing yeah. to come out of coronavirus Definitely. and this pandemic. Right, you need to follow us. Please stop what you're doing right now. I'm going to count to six and you're going to have followed us. Follow. One. Follow. Two. Follow. Three. Follow. Four. Follow. Five. Follow. Six. Follow. Thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> You've been like, listening. Shame. 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 But it's not a shame. It's not shameful to follow us. No, it's the opposite. Absolutely. You've been listening to A Fresh Perspective on Business with Emily and Laura Leyland, and that is it from us. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>